podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Support for this podcast comes from the patrons at patreon.com slash fmlfpl. International break number 500, breathing down our necks. Our ranks are still shit. Where are we at? What are we doing? It's international break, so it's just jubilant. We won't get a red arrow next weekend. Nailed on. Nailed on. All our guys get clean sheets and no red arrows. Beautiful week. Best best week of the season, arguably. So how'd you go this weekend? Um, Same as it always was. I mean, like... The week I wildcarded last week was the one like giant red arrow, I feel like. And every other week I've been kind of average. And this week I got 58 points. Um, top 10K net average is 57.3. Uh, went up 47K. So I'm still down. I'm still like net down since my wildcard, but I'm climbing back up. I don't know. It's just a fucking. Average train keeps chugging. I'm just an average merchant. I mean, I got some decent points. Like, it was nice for Fab to get five points, even though they conceded. That's kind of why Fab is good. Alonzo's still just the best thing ever. Salah Cap does the job. Martial Penn was really lucky. It's basically it. I started Jerry D over Laporte. That gave me two points. That's fine, I guess. And yeah, it's just fine, decent, fine. So I mean, now you a couple of weeks running of Arnie Callum and. Muzza Glenn Murray up top. Are you still just like fuck? I need to figure out how to fix this. Or are you kind of chilling with your mid low priced? No, I, I think it feels like a problem now. I okay. mean, Arnie is the was always the one that was kind of like all good. Like I'm not that worried. Obviously, a city this week nightmare, but then really good fixture. So as long as he's fit, I think he's fine. I mean, Muzza we mentioned last pod, but I'm definitely concerned. I mean. It, he gets hooked on 62. He had a couple shots. I don't know. He's really only good at home, so maybe I'll hold him one more week or something. He's home Leicester, but doesn't feel great. And then Bournemouth we should talk about in like the meat of the pod section because I mean we've been we've been talking about them and their bad fixtures for a while. And now it's really home Arsenal at City, home Huddersfield, home Liverpool at Wolves, home Brighton at Spurs at United. It's like yeah, it's bad. It's fucking now. Now's the time where we have to kind of shit or get off the pot with Bournemouth assets. So I don't know. I don't know about Callum. Um, okay. But yeah, it's uh, just two pointers across the front line for uh, <laughs> for for most <laughs> for basically everyone who doesn't have a fucking coon. Like uh, there's so few forwards that are good. It's insane. Um, well, I have one good forward who's not been mentioned, who died for his assist, Daniel Ings. Daniel Ings. Well, we, neither of us have Rondon somehow, but he's fine. Yeah, that's insane. We need to fix that. <laughs> I, I wish I had money in the bank to go straight to Rondon. I'd just be right straight the fuck in, no questions asked. It's such, that would be such a simple swap. It's like, it feels like, at this point, it feels like they're like Twitter bots and they're not actual real people who just every single week, whenever anyone scores any points, just write in like, is blah 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 a good pick? Is blah 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 essential? And this week it was Rondon, and it's just like my responses are just like nah. <laughs> I don't know. I love Rondon. I, I I could see myself 
getting getting there. Oh God! All right. So how'd yeah. you do this week? Uh, very average as you. I think fifty-five. Um, yeah, it's like Captain Mo, Allison Clean, um, a few blanks at the back. Uh, Mane in, really good move by me. Reza with the assists, I had Ings points, Kuhn, just, you know, just same as everyone seemed to have, you know, four or five players who returned. And yeah, pretty low scoring week. Or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I think we need to pour one out for my absolute prescient last words on the last pod. See, this is why I, every time you ask me for last words, I say no, because I just don't want to fuck myself <laughs> even harder. But it's just that, honestly, has. If anyone missed the last words, if you were smart and turned the pot off before the actual last minute, I shouted getting rid of Trent as soon as possible. And it's just like the exact microcosm of what I've been doing and how I've been seeing things all season, where it's just he puts in straight clunkers after being dropped for two games and started the game off. Diabolically, he was like all over the shop, and I mean, I didn't expect him to start first, first for the first. I don't know what I'm saying. I didn't expect him to start anyway, and he was awful at the beginning of the game. I'm like, fuck, like Trent, goddammit. it! And then he gets the assist to Buns. I'm just like, oh my god, what am I doing? <laughs> and he settled down and transferred out. I mean, I transferred out 20 points. I, I spend two free transfers. I get negative 18 points. Like. It's insane. I'm just an insane person. Like I've been saying since like game week three to just fade my moves because every single transfer I've made has been bad. It's just it's so yeah. frustrating. Good, good friend I of the pod, like, Ray, who I think made the same moves as you, as you or similar moves as you, wrote in to Slack and he said, "What's the actual point of doing transfers ever?" And it's just like it's yeah. so frustrating too because I've been I still haven't taken a hit all season. I've been floating a transfer for I think three or four weeks straight before I made this aggressive move. But it's just the kind of thing where we see like three straight weeks where like Mane and Mo both double haul like a couple games ago and they have a really easy fixture. And then you know at City with the huge haul, I'm like, okay, like it's just time to make an aggressive move and, and chase a really good fixture, maybe best of the season. For Liverpool at home, and I mean, Mane should probably have scored early in the game. He, he had a really good chance, and then <laughs> then the, the goalkeeper makes that save on his blast in the second half, which was like okay, it was just a good save. It wasn't like anything out of the control, or out of this world. But it's the same thing, like you said last part. Like Mane either just looks like a nightmare, or he's fucking amazing. But yeah, two games regardless ago, he was of fucking amazing. Yeah. No, but it is it is not regardless of opponent. Like two games ago, home Cardiff, he had fucking fifteen point brace, like. When they play these shitty teams, you know he's. That's when you need to go for him. Like home West Ham, Leicester, Palace. Like those are the games where he's double digit hauled, and obviously he didn't double digit haul every single game. But like you know, I'm like, okay, this makes sense. Like Silva's been ticking kind of along, but he's just stats merchanting, not really like explosive at all. Is he really a good long term hold for his price? I'm like, you know, it's. And then yeah. he like scores. I'm just like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, and it's just so frustrating. Well, I think like, yeah. I mean, the Mane thing is just that. Just ha- that just happens. I mean, it happens to yeah, you but every it's like week. It's like in but the, it just shit happens. It's like but still in the derby. I'm like, yeah. I think the Dilva thing. The the takeaway from the Dilva thing is that, and I mentioned United and how bad their defensive record was going into that match, but we both kind of had the feeling that like, okay, but it like, it's Mourinho, it's United, it's the Derby, like it's not gonna, they're not gonna be that bad, but 
they just are. Like it's a, that my biggest takeaway from Dilva scoring and 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 the Mank Derby is just like no, like City are, are they're worth whatever ten places ahead of Manchester United. They are that much better than them. It's not a competitive match in the slightest, and that's one thing that neither of us thought was going to happen. So. It, Dilva out felt better than it actually was, I think, for that reason. Yeah, but it, at the same time, like looking at Dilva's, obviously the stats are amazing. The stats are always there, but always. I mean, he he has like six returns on the season, which is, I mean, for eight five, like that's not acceptable, really. And I mean, he's he usually is really good on bonus, but also sometimes they score six, and he gets you know double or like. Against Burnley at a double return and got no bonus because they won five nil and everyone else did everything else in the world. Yeah, so, yeah. like bonus is like a mixed bag because when they score heavily, he's just he's not explosive at all. I mean, he's two two assists is I mean a double return is basically his cap. But when I'm going from him to Mane, I'm like okay, like let's go. But then at the same time, I like Richarlison does the exact same fucking thing as Silva for a million and a half less, basically. Like, you know, I expect, and he's more explosive. So I'm just like, I still don't feel like Silva's like a really good pick. Yeah, I was going to ask like, you if your evaluation Silva. changed on Dilva or not after this. At no, it, it changed more on like Bilva. Like, give me Bilva at 7 5. I feel like they do the exact same fucking thing. I mean, Bilva doesn't go centrally and he's not that target man in the middle like Dilva yeah, sometimes does during yeah. the game. But I mean, that's like, you know, how he scores goal. He's like, finds himself those little free spots on the edge of the, like, the penalty box or whatever. But. But I mean, give me the, the the million less. I mean, Bilva makes like a lot of similar creative chances and stuff like that. But yeah, it's it's just one of those. And I'm and now I'm like starting to look really at using wildcard within the next couple of weeks because I'm just I don't know what's happening and I just feel like what am I just going completely rogue like you style and completely off the rails and go in on some insane shit, which I feel like would be really fun and I kind of want to, or yeah. do I just? <laughs> You know, get like the template guys I'm missing. Like, I still don't have Alonzo, and that's been obviously not great. He's the highest scoring player in the game, but you know, I, I'm just at a, like a crossroads because, like I've mentioned in the last couple of pods, I've just I've never been this doing this badly before and playing FPL. So it's I'm in a I'm in a tough spot, Alon. I'm a little bit a little lost puppy, lost at sea. Yeah, we're all a little bit lost. Yeah, You're very lost. We're, we're all a little bit lost. I'm very lost. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah Slack I've, is I've never, lost. never everyone heard on Slack like is. This. Everyone on Slack is like at worst 50k. It seems like that. Oh, it but is. Then, like that. then again, there some players on Slack are three million. No, they're no just more like quiet. That. Like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Like yeah. Me and you. I'm not me calling out his name because I love the guy, but oh yeah, he's three million. Um, let me do housekeeping and let's go in. So shout out to the FML Field Prize League, so Smug League leader for November so far, Tim Waters. AK Waters FC, nice, nice, just simple name there. Shout out to the Goal Scores Challenge League leader so far, Magic Mike and Scott Desert, Tempe Bug, Tempe Bug, tied up top 13 goals each, both ranked 22nd overall right now. Good job by them. Dr. Bug with a steady ascent. Yeah, Bug is it's coming, dude. He's coming. He's diagnosed the Goal Scores <laughs> Challenge, if you know what I'm saying. And lastly, shout out the top of the FML Public League. It's just the guy, guy, guy. He's up to seventh in the world. I he's gonna be top for the rest of the season. Let's be honest here. All right, where do you want to start? Um, let's just do, do questions. Questions are always good in these these international break weeks. What is what's the uh, community up to? 
Well, let's see. We had a lot of questions about defense and defenders. We had Lee on Slack saying Newcastle defenders sell or keep. We had Shimmy on Slack. Is it worth hanging on to Balbasor and other West Ham defensive assets for their upcoming run despite not looking good against Burnley and Huddersfield? And we had FPL Lewis on Twitter. What to do with West Ham defense if we were already invested in Bulba or Fab? Is it just a blip of bad form? Or, you know, who would you move to in the same price bracket? They, there was like... Two weeks ago, there was like the big like, is it Brighton? Is it West Ham? Is it Newcastle? Kind of like which which of these teams is going to put up points, and it might just be none of them. What do you think? Yeah, it's it's definitely bankable, none of them. But it's the same thing with West Ham. First of all, Fabianski is in a different class, like you mentioned in in your recap of your team. I mean, he got five points; they they conceded. Like he's totally a fine pick. There's no no reason to touch him. He'll get saves and and the odd bonus points bonus. for saves and shit like that. But yeah. For a defender, yeah, I mean, you're you're not disillusioning yourself thinking like a, a four or five price defender is going to start keeping cleans when they have easy fixtures. Like they're bad and they're priced four or five for a reason because they're bad. But you know, you make the fixture play and you know you you hope that you get maybe like fifty percent of the rotatable fixtures cleans or something like that. Um, is really what you hope for. I mean, that's what we've always hoped for when you know in seasons past when we've really shied away from premium defenders. Not maybe not last season or this season, but you know two three seasons ago we would maybe have one. Um, you know, we're rotating four four point five million defenders for two spots, and you just you play the fixtures. So West Ham, we were shouting West Ham the strongest a couple of weeks ago because they had the best fixture run of these bad teams. Um, you know, we mentioned Newcastle. We liked Newcastle's. Defense the best, but their fixtures weren't as good, and we felt more comfortable with playing a marginally worse defensive team with much better and longer run of easy fixtures. So you just got to look at your defense and your structure, and, and you just got to make sure you're not picking these players and relying on them to start every week because, you know, West Ham, like at Newcastle, at Fulham, those aren't good fixtures for them to clean. They're Fucking bad. Like, I, we, like even at Burnley, like I don't try at Southampton. I I don't expect them to keep a clean sheet in these away games. At home, I'm like, okay, I'll, I'm comfortably starting them in these games. But if I could start start like Darty, like home Everton versus Balbuena at Fulham, I would start start Darty, Doherty, the Doc, the one pointer. Like that's <laughs> kind of where where you need to think about it. Yeah, you kind of like don't over rely. Yeah. Right. Right. I was just going to say, I think like the expectations got a little bit unrealistic where people were, I mean, myself sort of included because I wildcarded out, you know, a good, good goalie and all that stuff for Fabianski. But I think the expectations for a lot of people, maybe new people to FPL or whatever, were kind of transferring out premium defenders in order to get premium attackers and hoping that a a defender on a mid table team was going to like, equal the points of like a Liverpool defender or something like that, but it's just not the case, and it's just not going to happen. Yeah, like, I mean, it's, like, yeah. it's really frustrating when I see people say things like, oh, like Liverpool have like three tough fixtures in the next six, and look at the fixtures for West Ham, like I'm going to make this switch, and they'll probably do the same. It's like, they are not going to do the same, that's fucking stupid. Like, just say like, 
I'm hoping to get a percentage of the of the points, but the money I'm freeing up, I'm going to make up in this other place. But right. it's That's just like sheer disillusionment when I, people say that, and they're like, they're going to do the same, right? It's like, no, that's a downgrade. They're going to get less points. Just make sure that the million or a million and a half you're you're freeing up and putting in this midfield spot is going to make up for it. So it's just, again, it's just making your expectations like more in line with reality. It's you know, it's a simple thing. Yeah, that's really what it is. I don't know. So. Out of all of them, right? Would you still back West Ham the most because they still do have the run aside from City this week? Or I'm, I don't know. I was, uh, last week on the pod, I said that I was encouraged by the Burnley performance because they basically allowed nothing, even though conceding two, and then then they shot the bed at Huddersfield, which is a pretty decent fixture. And Huddersfield had a lot of chances, a lot of shots, like looked good, and that was bad. Yeah, I, I think I'm a little bit back, more leaning on on Newcastle. They've yeah. just been putting in a few really, really solid performances. It seems like he's got the ship low righted, and the next six are, are hit or hit or miss. I mean, they're decent, but then they get really bad in December through to February. So it's just a, it's a tough short term pick when we're going to have fixture pile up and a lot of issues that you're probably not going to want to have one of the Newcastle defenders, but. Um, I, Pat Palace should be coming back in, into thoughts because the fixtures, yeah. the, the tough fixtures are pretty behind. I mean, they've got at United this weekend, which isn't great, but I mean, it's not horrible. But Pat Palace, obviously, we can't score any goals, but our defense has been very good. So I still think Juan Bissaka is a good pick if you don't have him, you got rid of him. He's still really cheap. I think that's reasonable. But once more, it, it, it depends on if your your rotation and which weeks you're going to need this defender to come in. So. That's the mo- that's the number one thing I would look at. I think I still think Brighton defense is fucking awful. I think uh, they're, they're just terrible, awful. But I another shout for Wolves also. I mean, oh yeah, and Wolves. Wait, fine, fair. Yeah, they're. Yeah, I keep Wolves, forgetting that they're in this price bracket. Right, they are, and and they're they've been the best all season at this bracket. And they've gone four straight without a clean, which is obviously bad. Two of them were really tough fixtures, but their next four they have home Huddersfield at Cardiff, home Chelsea, bad. At Newcastle, and then even home Bournemouth after that is not that bad. So if you can figure out a rotation to dodge home Chelsea, home Liverpool, then they, you know, are really good picks for the next like seven game weeks. So yeah, and even if you feel like you've missed the boat on Docky Doc, I mean Johnny's four or five is point five difference, and Bennett dude. he. I mean, whatever about Bennett, but Johnny's at least playing also as wing back, and yeah. his stats are very good. They're not at dock levels, but they're very good. So he's definitely someone you could, if pressed, start in a bad fixture because maybe he'll get an attacking return for you. Yes, that's that's a good point. You can't do that with yeah. Bennett, but Bennett is maybe more favorable for if you are going to go rotating. You want kind of like a cheaper guy, it's nicer. Cheapers, yeah, yeah, point three. Yeah, yeah so that's good. Um, what do you think about our defense? Like you're still sitting there with four premiums in your team. I mean, I I brought in absolute legend Peltier. Yeah, back from the dead. Obviously, back from the dead. Yeah, that was one your one point. good transfer, sort of. Oh, yeah, dude, getting yeah. one more point than he's usually getting from zero to one. Yeah. Makes, that's that's me flying. That's value. Like, I'm flying. But I mean, I'm going towards the direction of absolute shambolic, shoddy ass back five, and you're you're sitting with your four premiums, and we had a very low scoring week full stop, um, and we're kind of making the the case for. She, she, uh, moving money out of defense into attack. Do you think that still holds true after this game week? I mean, I th- what do you? What I do mean, you feel I think there? so because I think everyone's like 
dream team, like a sort of like template sort of ish team has to involve at least one city, at least one of Kuhn or Raz, Hazard, maybe still Mo. And then like that's already just so much money that like you already are you're not gonna be able to have my defense of four premiums and Doherty. Um so I think that like that is kind of where the like where the teams are shifting and it makes sense and all these attackers are so good and captaincy options, et cetera, et cetera. That said, I mean, Alonzo is the easiest pick ever. I was just talking to Desert Bug because he's wildcarding and he wasn't sure about Alonzo and I was like, he would be the absolute first first name in my wildcard. I don't give a shit. Yeah. He's seven one. I don't fucking care. Like he's the highest scoring player in the fucking game and he's 7-1. I don't care he's a defender, like skip all that shit. Like he's incredible. He's such a good pick. Whole easiest set and forget of the season for me. So yeah, I mean I like the premium attackers and I wish that I had a premium city attacker because that's the one of those three that I'm missing. And it's really difficult for me to get there because I have my money's all spread out amongst premium defenders, but I yeah, I mean Alonzo plus a bunch of shitheads and then have the three premium attackers like that, I think that's probably a good shape. Yeah, I mean there's also Gomez Jomez is five one yeah, yeah. still. You can get exposure to Liverpool defense for cheap. Stoners is still five three. Yeah, that's crazy. Definitely under definitely under the radar option that should be in a lot more teams. I mean, Mendy. I, I, I don't know. Mendy's been very frustrating lately. Just like watching them play, he's he's just not overlapping. That he does sometimes, but just not that much. A lot of times, he just kind of makes that pass to get the ball to the edge of the edge of the box, and then he like, kind of retreats. Yeah, I feel so. like I mentioned this on Mendy's. to someone on Slack, where it was just like, I mean, I didn't actually look back at the numbers, so I could just be pulling this out of my ass. But it feels to me that lately, City have just been scoring so early. That they just don't need Mendy's overlapping runs because they're just from that point on, there's space. The other team's coming out a bit. They're just going to keep donging for fun. Whereas, like, I feel like early in the season, they, they needed Mendy. Like, they needed him to get forward to get the extra attacking output that they, that they needed at, at those points. So I don't know. It, it does yeah. feel like, uh, maybe if, some team could hold them for fucking 10 minutes without scoring, which is not the case lately, then maybe Mendy starts growing into the game and and they pile it on, but I don't know. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I'm seeing a lot of like his influence with Sanayan, but this weekend was really interesting because he wasn't overlapping at all, and then when Sané came on the last like 20 minutes, then he was overlapping yeah. a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, that was just, I, it, I don't think that has any, I don't, even though maybe that's a coincidental thing that's happening, I don't think that's the reason why he may not be overlapping. I, I think like you mentioned is, I mean, granted, he did get two assists when they beat Huddersfield 6-1 game week two, but yeah, I, I just, from what I can see in the stats with the fullbacks, it's a very small sample. It's just, for this is basically just what I've been seeing, and I just don't see him attacking that much, and I do not at all consider him worth his price. So that's an issue, but... Yeah, Lonzo's good, but Stoners, I like Stoners. Stony boy, he's good. Yeah, Mendy was always way overperforming stats, to be fair. And so maybe he's just coming back to earth. Because it was always, a lot of those games were like two chances created, two assists. And it's just like. He was getting assists on not even chances created, just like a three yard sideways pass, and the guy goes off and beats four people and scores. Yeah, so maybe he's just leveling out to like. 
human levels yeah. of fullback production where he's not going to finish the season with like 20 assists yeah. um like it seemed like early but um yeah i mean so forwards i think are interesting also mm-hmm. to talk about because like you mentioned my front line there's Really very few forwards that seem good right now. Dong Fest on Slack said, is it time to jump off Lacazette into who? Lee on Slack said Jimenez or Ings for long term. Well, we need to see about Ings' injury. But then there's all the like seven-ish price guys, Muzza, Callum, Arnie, Wilf, etc. Where? What do you like in forwards? This is like a big reason why I definitely thought a lot this weekend about wildcarding during the international break because I'm not happy having Mo and Mane at all. And I just the fringes of my team are, have issues and yeah. I just have problems. But the main reason why I decided not to is because I have no fucking idea what's happened with the forward position. Yeah. Like I want to go back to a 3 4 3. But outside of like Kuhn and Arnie, I'm looking and I don't want to box myself into price structure of like plumping for someone like Aubameyang and then you know lessening people elsewhere. If I should maybe have Jimenez instead, yeah, maybe and put the money in midfield. Like that's the thing I'm tinkering. I'm like I just don't know what's better and I need more information. Um, so I mean that's for that's not helpful. I don't even know what the fuck I'm saying about that. But <laughs> I think in general, like yes, I think Lacazette is not looking great right now based on Arsenal still also having a few trickier fixtures coming up. But I mean I am starting to think about Kane a little bit more. Granted, they he was bad bad Kane again this weekend. He was playing deep and just fucking horrible. I, he was so lucky to get points out of that game. But the fixtures turn for them soon. I, I am I am like maybe too much concerned about the state of their pitch. I mean, it's just diabolical, and there's like more NFL games, and there's so much shit, and they're not—they don't have any home fixtures for the rest of the season now. So I don't know if that's a trap, just because the fixtures are getting better, and it's going to be a waste of money. But I, I'm in a little bit interested because he did have that game two games ago where he was fucking great and he was Champions great League. Great in the yeah, he was great in the Champions League. Had a brace, so and you know they are getting healthier, and they can maybe get rid of some of their shitty players like Sissoko and whatnot, but. About like Erickson and I mean Ali was fucking so bad this weekend, but they're they're getting healthier, so that's one thing. But and Aubameyang also, I feel like Aubameyang is going to finish up the season. I mean, he's third right now in, in the point totals for the forwards, and he's been like terrible this season. I mean, he hasn't even been starting; he's dropping to the bench, and somehow he's third on the season. He's so good; it's like we forget how good he is. The because sitter Arsenal this such weekend, a, though. Oh yeah, my I know, god! But he fucking we've seen him as sitters for his whole career. Yeah, that's like, just he what he does. Sitters, he, that's what he, he's he like gets Mo volumes of sitters, and that's why yeah, he's, he's good. A, yeah, exactly. But I feel like he's gonna just keep getting better as they. Get better and gel a little bit more. I don't know. Maybe that's just optimistic thinking. But he's great, and he's. I'm interested in him. Yeah, I'm definitely so, interested in him There are some guys, too. but but and again, I mean, him and as like I mentioned, they have some. Their fixtures are getting a little bit better right now, and I mean, he's a bit of a donk, but he's you know he trickles. He's been getting assists and shit, and he's he's definitely not an explosive player by any stretch of the imagination. No, but, but for five eight, no. he's great. Yeah, exactly. Five eight. You know, I definitely like him more than Ings now that the the fixtures are more kind of similar for those two teams. But and then Arnie, you know, Arnie speaks for himself. Are you worried about Arnie with the fixture pile up and his like carrying injuries incessantly? I'm just always worried about him. So uh, yeah, I mean, playing two two games in three days seems bad. I mean, he's going to have to manage it somehow. But 
There's so few other options that I'm just like, well, he's not going anywhere on my team, so <laughs> I don't even know. Yeah, you you're know? just stuck with him. It's a, but, but I mean, if you didn't own him, you're lucky. I mean, yeah, that is you, concerning. I didn't think about that. I, I don't know. I mean, you, yeah, because you, know, you look at the run, and I mean, you know, they have December first, December fourth, December eighth. It's at Newcastle, home Cardiff, home Palace. Like you're buying him because of the fixtures, not necessarily because it's like West Ham are great, or I mean, Arnie's great, obviously. But you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, no, you, it, that's if really he's mixing, Yeah. And then it's like December twenty seventh or yeah twenty seventh thirtieth oh two. It's like at Southampton at Burnley home Brighton. I mean, we need him to play all these games to get the points to be worth like owning him. So I'm a little bit worried about Arnie. I was tinkering without Arnie and and when I was like on Saturday. But yeah, fuck, dude. I haven't even thought about that. That's such a headache. I, yeah, yeah. I know. I wasn't. I was thinking about it when I was tinkering and evaluating. Because yeah, like you know, again. in a normal Arnie season, he would never ever miss a single minute because he's just like no. a tank and a beast. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, he has no knees. He's suffering from no knees syndrome, and that's bad. Hmm. What yeah. About anything else? Tough. On- I mean, it's just like. Yeah, it's tough because I mean they, we were just all kind of like talking in Slack and shit, like Shimmy and Dave and a bunch of people about like structure and who to get and just having a having a chat. And Shimmy kept banging on about how like Kuhn is still such a good pick, like even though you know whatever playing limited minutes and whatever because of the flexibility. But what's interesting is that like I don't see Kuhn ever not being a good pick, so it's not really that flexible because, like, even if Kane starts banging him in, I'm not going to want to go Kuhn to Kane because I'm gonna I'm gonna want to keep Kuhn, you know. So it's like ah, it's a fucking minefield forwards this season. Holy shit! Yeah, it's been tough, but at the same time, I mean, the tops point score. I mean, they're scoring they're scoring points. I mean, Callum. I still think Callum's fine to hold. Yeah, so let's let's pivot there because as Shear on Slack said, Bournemouth play Arsenal, City, Pool, Spurs, United, Wolves away in six of the next eight fixtures. Would you still recommend keeping Wilson, or would you go for Jimenez? Make more sense. I mean, phrases in this too. And and Marcelli on Slack said, are we still high on Bournemouth assets? Because yeah, like I like I said at the beginning, I mean, now is the time to figure it out with Bournemouth because and they just got fucking done by Newcastle, and then the fixtures are brutal, brutal. I mean, when we we keep talking about Bournemouth assets, like we all have, like there's so many of them. There are two players there's on Bournemouth two. that you there's own. Fraser there's Fraser and there's, there's Callum. There's Nonek and Callum. So, yes. I, I mean, my answer still holds from a couple of weeks ago when we said this, and I don't think anything's changed, is that they're going to be getting less chances in total. And when that's the case, I would rather have the goal scorer than the assister because that's just how my how I'm thinking about it. So... I would much rather keep Callum than keep Fraser. And I, the main issues, there are a, the couple issues are number one, there's really nobody that's close to like Fraser's price bracket that I think is better, which is a, that's a problem. So well, either I mean, like I'm Rich gonna wanna, is pretty close. He's like a million. Oh well, I haven't. I bought him a while ago. So yeah, yeah, okay. So they're they're pretty close. But you know, if you bought Fraser a while ago. Um, then that's like a million for me, for example, yeah, yeah, yeah. A five nine selling value on Fraser. Oh, so like okay, that's a, yeah. that's a significant chunk. So, so I mean, if you can upgrade that spot, then I think that's great. But otherwise, I'm just like looking around and thinking, you know, okay, the fixtures are bad, but what am I going to get? Like fucking, you know, Kennedy or like Jerry D or this Bar- Patterson. Barkley. Yeah, that's funny. That's fucking good <laughs> one. And you were waiting all pot for that. I know. That's oh funny. yeah, yeah, yeah. teed it up. I mean, we get some stuff right sometimes. At least we're still yeah, yeah. Sometimes. That's fair. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, that, that's my main thing with Fritz. But with Callum, I mean, like, there's he's still going to get a couple chances a game. I mean, he's obviously not the most clinical finisher. He's like stat, but he's always had pretty decent stats. So I feel like he's going to be fine. And again, it's like if you don't have Arnie, if you're going to drop a million down to Jimenez, and the fixtures are obviously a bit better, but there's a big golf and I mean the those two attacks and if you're not really making a significant upgrade with the million like it has to be something where I'm like okay that's enough that I'm comfortable with the downgrade but normally I, I haven't really seen that be the case what do, what do you think yeah it's hard for me to wrap my head around because it feels like like you said like if you're making a double move like Calm to to gym and a midfield up or something there there's like there's like these huge gaps in the price brackets at midfield and forward where it's like there's the top echelon midfielders, 11, 13 Mo, 11 Raz has, whatever. And then like there's no one I want to like maybe Dilva at 8-5. And it's kind of the same in forwards. It's like Kane is sort of interesting. Kuhn is, is ticking along 12-11 respectively. Alba's 11. And then there's pretty much no one I want until Arnie at 7. So it's like... Making a million on a double change almost never. I can't like imagine that being worth it. Like no one has like fucking you know Jesus and they're going up to Coon. It's like cool, yeah, that's a good move. Like who the fuck has him? You know, like no one's going like, oh, should I go like Ali to Raz? I'm like, yeah, no fucking shit. Like Ali to Raz, go go Alexis to Hazard. Yeah, that's a great move. Like no one has Alexis. So a million is insignificant. So yeah, that's what makes it tricky with this season in general. If there's one thing that I think it's that where it's like I'm in a similar position. Like I want a premium city attacker. I feel like I need one, but I'm like f- three moves away because I have to downgrade like several people to make like four million. To make it up, so it's like if it's part of like a two week move where you're making that four million and getting like a really good premium guy, then sure. But like short term, that I can't imagine a double move that makes that worth it. You know? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree, and I think it's it's a tough one with the Bournemouth picks. If you have two, I would definitely urgently get rid of one. Yeah, but if if you're holding one and you know you've got other stuff going on in your team, I I don't. I don't mind whole like same with Fraser. I mean, doesn't feel good. And if I wild carded, he would. There's zero percent chance I would keep him. But at the same time, I'm just home Arsenal. I don't know. Maybe they score a couple goals. I mean, they 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 should have scored a couple goals against United at home. They looked great. Yeah. If they duplicate that performance, they could score three home Arsenal at City's obviously dead. But you know, these are poor rationalizations, and, and they're not looking fantastic. But I think it's team based how how dependent you are on you know other issues if if that's where you can focus your attention but yeah home arsenal home huddersfield two of the next three are not like terrible yeah especially with phrase i have him at the price I, well I'm, my rest of my team is very destabilized but if you could bench him against city and play you know fucking west ham defender some marginally Bit to bad defender who has a good fixture over that fixture, then you know you can get away with that. You do that, and, yeah, yeah, you do that and stuff like that. So I think it's it's definitely something you should be focusing on, though. The if you have Callum or, or Fraser, I mean, just making up your mind and, and looking at it. Man, it, it took me until now to really realize the like price gap issue that I just talked about. I haven't yeah, really that, looked at it until now. It's a real problem. 
Yeah, I mean, that was also part of the reason why I went all the way down to Peltier. Like, I wanted to really skimp on the fringes and just go all in on these really expensive players. Like, being able to get up to Mane and then being that much closer to being able to get to Raz. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm I'm close to having Mo, Kuhn, Haz, and Raz. I mean, four like double digit guys, and the rest of my team's not an absolute dumpster fire. It's not fantastic, but I feel like it's. Good enough that those having those four explosive assets week on week should be able to carry me. But I mean, obviously, I'm fucking doing terribly this season, so fuck me. But you know, yeah, that's life. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, yeah this but is you, really you, the you've... season where we needed like Kev Erickson to be Kev Erickson. Yeah, I mean, the nine million eight five. That's a dying price bracket. It's it's really rough. Same with the strikers. I mean. A couple of seasons ago, there were all these nine five eight five strikers who we all had at least one of, and now there's just none. It's it's a strange. Yeah, there's thing. like Laka and no one else. But I think that the same. Even though I'm going to that extreme, you're also a very viable tactic of combating that by going with premium defenders and having you know a lot of good players too, which makes sense as well because there's value in defense. So, you know. Yeah, we'll see if it makes sense. <laughs> we'll see next time I get burned by heavy city. Heavy city uh, crooked scoreline. I don't know, but um, yeah, wolves are interesting. Leon Slack said, "Would you consider a double or even triple up on wolves, given their nice fixtures in the short term?" Because he was also asking about Jimenez on the forwards and stuff. And yeah, um, I mean, they're so clearly for their price range, they're so clearly the best team. Yeah, is it worth tripling? If you Maybe. have the goal, if you have the goalkeeper and him and 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 a, and a defender, it's you know the goalkeeper. I almost consider not even that much of a triple, just because. Yeah, it doesn't really matter if they have clean sheets or not. You know, they're always going to get the save points and shit. So, but anyway, yeah. I, I, if that's the case, I don't mind it at all. I, I think Jimenez is a perfectly adequate pick when they have you know four good in the next five and. You know, they're just fine and they're so fucking cheap. Yeah, but. and Bennett, like Bennett's also a triple up that's like not really a triple up. Like he's like a fucking four two. Like he lives on your bench in bad fixtures and you start him in good fixtures. Like that's fine. Yeah. I still I still don't feel that comfortable starting two defenders with one not being a goalkeeper. I mean home Huddersfield, okay, that's an exception. I mean I would three out of the next four, that, I think I would feel fine with it. Yeah, like at Cardiff, at Newcastle, I'd be like, ugh, like I'd rather just have one. I, I, I don't love double exposure. I just don't think that they're that good. I think I'd be fine with it because my other options are fucking West Ham, Brighton, that's Newcastle. Fair. No, that's, you that's, know, it's like, that's fair when you're comparing them to like priced players. But at the same time, I would rather. Yeah, I'm. I'm I guess I'm. I'm just. I'm sitting on the fence with this. I'm not sure. I don't have a strong opinion, honestly, about it. Yeah, it's tough. Tough one. Tough one. All right, let's yeah, let's go continue on some questions. Etheridge Nets on Slack. He said, "Talk about Hazard versus Sterling. Long term, are they pretty much equal, or is Sterling just better because City is so good?" Um, I I think they're pretty much equal. I I think think with Hazard, it's it's so it's just hilarious. People when I, when Hazard blanks and to see what the reaction is and it's again it's I wish we had a recording of how many times we've talked about this with Hazard but if he's fit and he's starting I don't want to look at what the stats say I, I don't care he's clinical he's an absolute bonus point machine 
He finishes top three, top four in the score for midfielders every fucking season. He's on pens. Yeah, he's on pens. It's a set and forget it. You're overthinking it if you're if you're switching, you know, off has, especially with has because the fixtures are just. I don't. They're so they're not indicative because you know he gets a pen. He scores a goal on a counter. Like he does things versus bad teams as well as good. And it's just he's world class. So I think has is just one of those where you need to stick in and not twist around because. Unlike with Mo, where he's thirteen, I mean, at, at, I guess he is expensive now. He's another player I bought a while ago, but at, even at eleven, he's just so good. And yeah, I mean, Raz it, is it, also the, so good. The, bon- the pen and the bone is not something to scoff at either, because he's had games this season where he's got a pen, a clean sheet, and max bones, and it's just eleven points from absolute fuck all. He didn't need to do anything, and he just gets an eleven pointer. It's just like that's just has. Yeah, and Raz we know is is obviously more explosive. He's yes. has hat tricks at him and, and has really does and it's once in a blue moon, but he needs like Mo a double return, especially in that city side to get bonus points. So when you're looking at the points, like every every goal that has scores compared to when Raz scores, it's like Haz's goals are worth like one point or like hundred and fifty percent of the points because when he scores a goal, he's getting at minimum two more added points. With the bonus points, whereas Raz is is not, you know, he he needs dependent on something else usually. So that's that's again, yeah. I'm glad you brought that. That's very that's a very strong consideration. Um, but I still think Raz, it it should be both. I I don't think it should be either or. I think you should be instead of looking at that spot and saying which of these two should should I have, I think you should be looking at your other midfielders and say how do I get the other one that I don't currently have because every team should have both of these players there. Maybe the two best players in the game now that Mo is proving he's not worth the extra two million, um, and, and maybe along with Kuhn. So, yeah, I, I think that's the simple answer, though, right? Yeah, I mean, although I think you you said you're close to having all four. I think that's like if you're wild carding, you maybe start with all four and see if you can make a team that's not disgusting and go from yeah, there. You can't. You, 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 it's it's really tough. Yeah. You really can't. Especially because, like, like you mentioned earlier, Alonso is just too important. I think it's it's not def- it's not really defensible to not have him. Yeah, it's sort of not. Um, it's it's just not. I mean, he's the most. He's fucking. It's not like we're game week four. I mean, there's a reason we're almost halfway through the season. He's the fucking top point scorer in the game. It's absurd. And he's the last couple of game weeks. He's looked back to like game weeks one to oh, four. When God, he was I can't believe he didn't goals. score. He hits the post. Yeah, he hits the post like minimum one time every game. Yeah, he's, his volleys, his yeah. technique. It's just like he's so good. It's it's crazy how good he is. Yeah, he had he had that like four game week blip. Yeah, where he Not, wasn't attacking you know, and shit. Yeah, yeah. But the last couple, he's back. He's back on it. So yeah. So, but there's no way of having those players without an Alonzo at all. Period. So that's tough. It's too tough. Yeah, Bolton Wanderers, the one that the one that got away. <laughs> I can't believe this guy was on fucking Bolton. What the fuck? I mean, he was on. He was on Sunderland. Yeah, like oh my god, what a what a life. Um, <laughs> Spurs game are on Slack. Game week 15 slash 16 is a turning point with pool fixtures looking rough, Arsenal and Spurs fixtures looking good. Will you consider getting assets in those teams and who will be the fall guys? I mean, you kind of mentioned this with Kane. Yeah, so first of all, I don't have time to listen that pool fixtures get tough. They they have one more hard fixture on the rest of the season for them, and that is against Man City at Man City. Every fixture is easy for them. Um, I mean, they're varying degrees of easy, but the, the fixtures wouldn't like 
say like, oh, it's time to get rid of Mo because the fixtures are, are tough. Right, they're, right, they're right. just not. I mean, playing Spurs and United, those aren't tough fixtures. Playing Arsenal, it's not, that was a tough fixture. Um, yeah, I mean, Mo Arsenal, still returns they, every fucking yeah, week. Still, it he doesn't still matter. returns every so, so that's one thing. I, I, that's fucking stupid. But um, the main thing with Spurs is the issue. There are several issues. I mean, number one, they have looked bad all season. And number two, they don't have any good attacking assets besides Kane. And Kane's 12.4 million, which is ridiculous. And number three is their defenses also look kind of fucking bad all season. Their and they have one of the worst goal. Yeah. yeah, they have one of the worst goalkeepers in the division, maybe in, <laughs> in continental football. So I just, the, the assets for Spurs, as good as the fixtures could get for them. And then also the home ground. Like, I mean, you, we saw that game against Wait, City. Wait, so was, are there actually more NFL games? That's a thing. I think so. I think so. Oh I, I think they also have like fucking Irish rugby. Like they have other shit going on there because because it's Wembley and that's I mean, how Levy, they make their money. Yeah, of course. I mean, Levy and the whatever, however they, whoever they lied to and said this fucking huge stadium was going to be done in like thirteen days. Obviously, it's going to be a multi-year project. So. I'm not 100 percent sure. We we could do some more research on that and get back to it. But we saw what the pitch looked like yeah, I mean, with the NFL yeah. logo. It's fucking absurd. I mean, no, they, no one could play. So there are a lot of factors against against Spurs. And I mean, Ollie Erickson, I don't, I don't know. I, I just don't see a lot of assets there. So I'm not really banking that much on the fixture swing to be like, oh, now it's time to get all these great Spurs players who haven't been doing well because they've been having such yeah. tough fixtures. Like that's just false. I, that's I guess just it's, not the it's script. Possible, like Lucas and or Lamella or Son. If they can like keep their spot and nail their spot down, they would be that the guys, I guess. That but like, I guess it's like Martial out for one of them if like he starts dipping in form or something like that. Like, I don't know. Like I'm I'm not really going like Salah to one of those guys, you know? No, it's they're different echelons. But. Yeah. So yeah, it is really I mean, tough. I mean, Kane is interesting though. Kane is definitely yeah, Kane, Kane's very he's interesting. always interesting. I mean. Especially because he's had a couple of good performances where he looked yeah. back to his old self again. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, and to be fair, Trippier has been out of control. He's—I don't know how he has all these points. He just his keeps attacking all these is just yeah, ridiculous. So, I mean, he's someone to think about. But then again, then it comes down to like, do you want him over Liverpool or City defender or Alonso? Or Alonso? No, like, no. I, it doesn't matter how good the fixture run is. The answer is going to be no there. So. Arsenal's more interesting though. Just I mean, I mentioned Aubameyang earlier. He's someone I'm definitely interested in because he's again like one of a maybe five-ish players in the entire division who have a hat trick potential on any day, and he's he's interesting. And same with Laka. I mean, Laka's, Laka's been still on, interesting. Yeah, people are being so really harsh on him. Like, I mean, he's gone off the boil considerably. Yeah. The stats have been bad. And he also scored a world really against Liverpool, and like, yeah. You know. But I mean, one goal in his last four—that's pretty bad. You're spending ten million on the player; you can't carry that. You, you just can't. It's a dip, no question. But if he yeah. keeps starting, he's gonna get—you know—he'll get sure. out of it. He's sure. a proven sure. asset. Yeah. You know? Yep. So I mean, I'm, I'm more interested in, in those two players, I think. But in general, it's also you know, Otsel. Like, are we gonna? Buy him on the no. fixture turn? I don't know. Probably not. Like you, you have Richarlison, you have Martial. I mean, they're cheaper and probably better. And then you have the more expensive players. There's just no room at the end. So I think. And uh, there's like no one nailed think, in their midfield still. Like there's still yeah. like no one nailed. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, Awobi. I mean, if Awobi was really playing more consistently, he would definitely be a super yeah. guy to yeah, look yeah, at. Yeah. But he's, 
Hey, I mean, McTarian started the other day. It's just there's no one. No one said Ramsey's like we don't know what the fuck is happening with Ramsey. He's at the door, so they don't give a shit about playing him. So I guess it's, in, again, in a good fixture run, maybe like Kalasinich is like the road guy that comes in. Like again, like we we talked about all the other guys in the same price bracket. Kalasinich is four nine. Like I'll happily take Kalasinich over fucking like Duncan Duffy if that's what we're talking about, you know? Like he's if he's playing, he's yeah. in the box like all game. Like he's he's yeah. cola. He's no, crazy. that's a, that's I forgot he started this weekend. That's a good shout. I mean, he, we remember how fucking insanely good he was at the beginning of last season. Yeah, he started back to back. He started against Liverpool too, and he was good. And was oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So is that because Licksteiner's been dead, or is that because he's just preferred now? I think he was. Injured for a while, and then like Monreal, Lickshiner, Bellerin were all kind of hurt, and like they started Jaka at left back, and it was all fucked up. And then and he just stepped in, I think, and just he's gonna try and hold on to that, I guess. I don't know. Oh, that's very interesting. I've, yeah, I obviously, you know, what I, my thoughts and feelings on Arsenal defense are, oh. as do all listeners of this pod, but yeah, I mean, I, they, that totally flew. Yeah, they're not gonna. They're again. We've said this a million times about every team. They're not going to keep pace with clean sheets like Liverpool and City. But are they better than West Ham and Brighton and Newcastle and like people have like Bournemouth defenders? Like, no, I'm cool with that. Like, I'll take Cola over all of them, please. Thank you. Yeah, that's Cola's. That's that's good. He could be cool, and if, if he if he keeps starting and yeah. over these next few, he could be a cool guy. Um, yeah. But no, again, I mean, granted, the fixture shift for these two teams, but. I mean, we're going through the options from these two teams from an FPL perspective, and they're just they're just none. So yeah, it's like the it top like, end and the punts. Yeah, it's just so it just doesn't really matter that much, I guess, is our answer. Yeah, I mean, they're still worse than Liverpool and the City and Hazard and the good teams that have mixed fixtures are just better than these two teams with better fixtures is, is the short of it's it. It's kind of yeah. insane that one of these teams is going to finish fourth and qualify for Champions League just by grinding Bournemouth. out results and like playing okay football. I don't know. Um, yeah, Arsenal, but, I think Arsenal are going to... Arsenal are... They're good. Yeah, they're pretty good. I mean, I like no, them. My Wolves absolutely shouldn't Liverpool beat them. Liverpool performance opened my eyes. They're, they're good. Yeah, but then they put in the Wolves performance. They could have fucking scored four against Wolves. So could Wolves have. <laughs> wolves have could have also. I don't know. Leno is good know. though. Leno's yeah, four Leno. eight. Leno four eight. I don't know. Who knows? He's good in real life, but I can't believe how many games they were starting check over him. That was insane. What? Yeah, and and Emery slyly is never going to have to answer for that somehow. Yeah, it, that's that's insane. I'm surprised. Yeah, that was. And Terrera. I mean, like. Oh, well, Terrera is another, yeah, that was well If I had fireside chat with Emery, that would be question one and two. Yeah. I'd be like, so what'd you see in check? <laughs> you know, just like straight up. Um, Ray on Slack, great friend of the pod. What the fuck is the actual deal with Trent and what do we do with him? Hmm. I, you, you cover this. I don't want to, I just don't want to. Uh, you just hold him, I guess. It's fine. If when if and when he starts, he's a good pick because Liverpool defense is really good, and he still takes some frees and corners and is a good attacker. And when he doesn't start, hopefully you have a good bench. But I wouldn't transfer him in, and I probably wouldn't wildcard him in. I'd rather have Gomez for point one more, who seems a lot more nailed. So that's that's that. I think. 
All right. Um, Eric Biz, president. If you had Robertson, Alonzo, and Mendy, but had to downgrade one of them this week to free up funds, which would it be and why? Mm. That's easy, Mendy, for me. Probably Mendy, already, yeah. I already touched on that, but I, you know they also have a lot of aways coming up. Um, it's, it's just not not close. I the, also still think that their defense is worse than Liverpool's. Well, the only thing though with Mendy that I will say, and I I agree of those three, it should be Mendy. But the only thing I should I would say is like. They like you. You still want to cover city defense. I feel like I remember from last season not owning like Otamendi all season and shit, and just getting fucking pegged up my anus for not owning a city defender. <laughs> it was destruction. Just like Ederson's pretty highly owned. Like Mendy's pretty highly owned. Like people are getting Laporte. People are bringing in Stones. Like it's just like printing points to have any one of these guys and like. Just going off of Mendy because you have to like make a switch to get I don't know who this guy's getting. I agree it's Mendy of these three, but it's like tough. Like to not have a city defender is like it just it's a big feels bad. I mean, not lately, yeah. but yeah. I agree. I agree with that, but you know. Yeah, you gotta you gotta spend the fun somewhere. And Raz is better mm-hmm. than Mendy, so it's no question yeah. there. Yeah, if that's the move, then that's the player to downgrade. No problem with that. Yeah. Um Tim on Slack, who do you think will be the most disappointing template guy over the medium to long term? Ooh, Tim, good question. Who is even template? That's the first question, but I mean I think the template at template at this point is like Alonzo, City D, Liverpool D, Mo has Kuhn, you know, Arnie, mid price midfielder, mid price forward, Richarlison. I, I like those kinds of guys. Yeah, I mean I I would say like the the cheap midfielder you have is probably going to be your most disappointing player. Like whether it's Fraser, whether it's Felipe Anderson, whether it's fucking like Mato Pereira, they're probably not going to get a lot of points, and you're going to wish you had Richarlison. Maybe would be my answer. Yeah, I'm. It's not a popular answer, and it goes against. But I, I'm. A little, I'm. Arnie is is worrying me. I'm yeah, you scared me there. You scared me. Yeah, I'm. I'm just getting bad juju. I feel like, I don't know. It just if if I do not have him on my team, make sure you have him. If I ever decide to get rid of him, yeah, that's promise. A- Can you promise me that? <laughs> I'll keep him. I'll keep him for sure. And okay. we had. We'll get to our teams later. But people are writing in asking you for your future moves for that reason. So. Oh my god, it's horrible, dude. It's so bad. Yeah, but at least you're benefiting uh, the the rest. I don't know. Yeah, it's bad. It's fucking bad. Um, two questions on the fixture pilot. We got J Flow on Slack. What should we be most cognizant? Oh my god, the, his spelling of cognizant. Is just <laughs> catastrophic. You need to spell checker on for J Flow. What, what should we be most cognizant of in regards to. <laughs> what are there, like Z's in there or what? What do we have There's going There's a Z on? in there. It's cognizant. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. I love it. It's fine. Kind of I understand. I can still read it. We're all good. Just spell checker and you're good to go. What should we be most cognizant <laughs> Oh god! Of in regards to picture fixture pileups in Champions League, especially in regards to pool and city assets, and then Garf on Twitter. Who do you think? God, I've like the fucking giggles. Uh, who do you think? Will, who do you think are the best FPL options that will navigate the upcoming busy schedule, maximizing most minutes on the pitch? 
Um, so it's you know same same as every year. Center backs more likely to play ninety than fullbacks when there are multiple games in a week. Um, you know the good teams with Champions League, you're going to get some zeros. The the answer to that is strengthen your bench, not to get rid of your players who are in Champions League to players that aren't in Champions League because then you're inherently getting worse players because you're getting yeah. players from worse teams. So, so the answer there is strengthen the bench. Make sure you have bench players who you're okay with coming off the bench, and that's about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and among the like top top teams, I feel like only like Kane, Hazard, and Mo are the ones that are like. They'll probably start every game, regardless. Yeah, probably, probably. Or it's like no, you can't say that about any city guy or anyone else on no. like Liverpool. Yeah. Or, yeah. Um, Etheridge nuts again on Slack. Rank the non-premium mids like Martial, Felipe Anderson, Bilva, Dilva, Mora, Rich, Siggy, etc. Uh, what do what do you what do you think? Where do you have them at? I mean, I feel so lucky to get Martial points against City, but that's it. Before that. Before excluding the city fixture, I would have put him probably number one. Um, easy to make a case for Richarlison number one, I think. Also, that I would, would probably go. I would go Rich one. I yeah, think. I think I would go Rich one just because the it's just like the consistency of being the main man and up top, and he he looks great. And they have some really good fixtures coming up, and they also have some really bad fixtures coming up. But yeah, the price difference between them and Dilva is too great, I think, to make it to make Dilva worth it. Um Siggy's interesting. Felipe Anderson, what do you think? I mean, he got another goal. We were saying we were saying on last spot, if he does it again, then we'll really be interested in Felipe Anderson after City. And he did score and get nine points because he got two bones, but what do you think of his performance? Yeah, he was okay. West Ham were pretty bad. Yeah, West Ham um, were fucking bad. Yeah, he and he was okay, and I mean Huddersfield. They played well two weeks ago. They got the first W on the board, and you know it's a it's a tough place yeah, to, they're, they're to go. They're kind of good at home. It's weird. Yeah, they're kind of good at home. They press. They play good defense. It's it's a good atmosphere there. So, but yeah, the goals. Obviously, you don't want to bring them in before City, but you know when you look at that fixture run. You can't feel bad about bringing him in and starting at game week fourteen and, and seeing what he does for a couple months. Um, I, I like Bill a lot, though. I, I know Kevin's Kevin's coming back soon, but Bill, you know, he's someone at the beginning of the season before game week one started when a lot of people had him in their team simply because of the price. It felt like coverage, and Pep was picking him up because he had a full preseason or whatever, or he was fit. But it wasn't based on important like things like him playing well and him being a good FPL pick. It was just based on like superfluous. He's going to be in the team, which is you know not what, how we play. We don't play with coverage picks. But over the course of the season, especially like the last two or three, his performances are just at another level, and he's maturing before our eyes and. He influences the game so much. Again, it's a lot different than Dilv because Dilv is that you know that extra runner into the middle of the box when it's out wide, or he has the freedom to do that. And Bilva like doesn't he? I mean, very rarely or occasionally he does, but he's more around the edge of the box, putting those crosses. But he's he's just fucking really good, and I would have no problems whatsoever having him in my team at this point, just based on what I'm seeing out of him. So I would probably put him third. I, I would I probably go. I, I would think go I'm rich, there with Bilba. 
No, I, I'm there with Bilva. I would probably go Rich, Martial, Bilva, then, then Felipe. Yeah, I tweeted about Bilva's performance against United, and I'm with you on the on the real life scale of how good he's been. Because I mean, what I tweeted is basically like they're missing the best midfielder in the league, and it doesn't even fucking matter. They're playing better than they played last season because Bilva's just slotted in and been a god. But I don't know. I still don't really believe that he's going to be consistent in fantasy at all. I mean, like obviously put up you know two assists this week, and that was good, but. He's very, like, I mean, before that, he had four returns in the season. He's basically started every game, and he just doesn't shoot much, like, doesn't create that many chances. He's, I don't know, to me, he's just more of, like, a build-up guy, and I don't really see a lot of points. Like, I'd rather punt on Felipe Anderson or something like that than, than Bilva, I think. Okay, that's fair. I mean, realistically, both of these players are below Rich and yes. Tony M. No so. Unless if we just want to go against the grain and do something stupid, it would be, in my opinion, stupid to get either of them over Tony or Rich. Then you know they're not going to be in our teams. But I, yeah, they're both more punty. But I've just seen a little bit more out of Bilva recently, just floating around around the edge of the box yeah. and putting in some really cool balls. And he's so I, good. He's, he's so good. And he's a similar player to Felipe, honestly. He's like tricky, great on the ball, like puts in great balls, good delivery, and things like that. But one of them plays for West Ham, one plays for City. So. Yeah, Felipe has his shots, though. That was the thing for me. It was like, I think, what was it last week? It was like he shot like five times, and before that, he basically hadn't shot more than once in any in, in any match. And then this week again, he shot three times, scored another goal. Like he's like. Very much trending upwards, like maybe against bad teams, his instructions will be like, "Go fucking get your goals," which mm-hmm. I don't know, you know. So maybe that's the thing, but um, yeah, that's 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 fair. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, I think last question here, Kenshin on Twitter: Are there any differentials to be found in the good fixtures of Huddersfield, Cardiff, and Newcastle, or is it just a false dawn? I need to gain ranks, but everyone has the same players down to Tony Martial. Only midfield is an avenue with fewer templates. Um, I want. Let's take this in two parts because I like the last part of that question a lot. But yeah. first part, um, I mean Newcastle. You mentioned again. I don't mind having a four or five defender as a rotating Yedlin or, or Dummett. I mean Dummett plays every game, even though he will not get an attacking return for the rest of his life. Yeah, at least he doesn't get yellow cards. Yedlin gets um, the random like Cedric assists. Like oh, he yeah. just runs yeah. really fast and crosses with his head down, and he'll get lucky sometimes. He also puts in the occasional red card challenge, which may or may not get a red card. So that's yes, that's, that's, that's you carry a little but, risk there, yeah. And not helping you a lot if you're really looking to raise, like, rise in the ranks from a differential of like yeah. a rotating kind of bad defender. But I honestly, I, I don't hate Ramdan. I'm not being like silly at all. Um, you sound silly. Uh, that's fine. But if if you told me that last season. If Jocelyn's every single minute that Jocelyn played was played by Rondon instead, and he had the same chances, he would have scored 14, 15 goals last season. I um, think so. that's possible. I, so I see where I you're coming from. I mean, like, he, he kind of did that when West Brom weren't the worst team in the league, and he was scoring like eight or nine goals a season. Newcastle played to Rondon's strengths, yes. like West Brom did when they were healthy. And he's gonna get some chances, and he's uh, he's cheap. Obviously, he's like sub six or whatever. So, 
I mean, if you if you're looking for a differential, if you have Ings or if you need someone in that bracket instead of getting uh, like like Jimenez and go I, like that's a punt where I'm like, yeah, just fucking. What's the worst that could happen? It's not like Jimenez is going to start getting twenty pointers, you know. That that's somewhere where where it's maybe a little bit interesting. You know, what? Tell me like why I'm looking up his stats and I haven't looked at them all season. You might be onto something here. Dude, I always look at him. I, no, he's I mean, so like his, fucking great. I know you're not. You don't give a shit about XG and shit. But like, we have a lot of data on Rondon. Weirdly, because he started like every fucking game for West Brom for three straight seasons as the main striker, and he basically was like one to one with his XG and goals, which makes sense. He's not like an elite finisher. He's like a pretty good, okay, average guy who like gets in good positions. And this season, his XG per ninety is way up. For many of those West Brom seasons, like double, and so it's like yeah, if I mean, he if that continues, he should he should put up a lot more goals. He should be better than those West Brom seasons where he scored seven, eight, and nine goals. So. And it's the same thing. Richie's a good play. He plays good balls in. And John Joe, he's like hurt now, but he's you know he puts the good diags and yeah. Kennedy's fucking, ball this week was really nice. Yeah, Kennedy's yeah. fast and shit, and they he plays on the counter. He's tough to deal with. I just feel like with the fixtures coming up at sub six million striker, it's, there's not there's not a lot. Really, not a lot. So I mean, I would make a case for him if if he was a straight swap from Ings, I would one. Billion percent make that swap this week, but I he's not, and I don't have any money, so I don't know what I'm going to do. Oh my but, god, I'm kind of getting into this, dude. He's genius. He's fucking Venezuelan genius. Absolutely. I mean, I've had dirty. him every season. There's no question about that. At some yeah, point in every a, season, I've had him. He's just a Solomon. Like you need you need a little Rondon time. He's just a great guy. Absolute legend. Rondon Rousey. Yeah. Continuing on the question, Huddersfield and Cardiff. Yeah. Well, what about that fucking Patterson? He looks like he's a barber or like a bowling alley sales instructor or something. He's like a nineteen twenties like. like bowler hat guy to me. He, 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 yeah, he looks terrifying. He reminds me of like Tom Hardy in, in like all of the Tom Hardy movies. Like yeah, he's that's just who a scary he is. guy. But he's, I mean, he's five two, but he is out and out striker and their best striker on the team somehow. Um, Still wouldn't really feel comfortable starting him every week, but if he's your first off the bench, you could definitely do way worse. Um, yeah, like first yeah. off the bench is that would be amazing, amazing. Best guy you could, best value guy you could possibly have for first off the bench. Yeah. I think At five two, like like I take him over Kennedy even for a little bit more. I mean, he's playing like you mentioned, out and out striker and. He has. I mean, he's been. He's on a fucking little run. He has three goals, yeah, one assist in his right last now. four, and he's just. He looks like. I don't know. I don't know. I, he looks like he's not a football player. I don't know what he does on the pitch, but somehow he just keeps scoring these goals. I'm not sure, but yeah, I, I think that's like a reasonably defensible pick, but not to start every week, though, right? Yeah, definitely not to start every week. He's such a donkey. He's like so slow and weird, and I don't know what they're doing. But Cardiff, not the worst team in the league. Tell you that much. They're no, they're, they're they're fine. fine. They're okay. They might stay up. Um, Camarasa four five is like probably the best four five. He's like on all their frees. He's hit the post. He creates some chances and stuff like that. So that's another sort of option. But again, not like a start every week guy at all. Um, yeah. Pritchard finally got a goal. I mean, 
I always like him. He's a yeah. You liked him a lot last season. Yeah, I remember you were talking about him a lot last season. But he's been starting for a while. But Huddersfield are at a different level of bad. I I wouldn't want a single Huddersfield player at all. Yeah, I mean, if I guess if I I haven't looked at their fixtures, but if you could figure out a good home rotation for them, like I see upcoming, they have some really good home games. Have home Brighton, home Newcastle, home Burnley. Those are okay yeah, shouts. Home, home for- Burnley, January. It's coming up really soon. Oh my god! Yeah, you're right. I mean, <laughs> oh, home Southampton. I mean, like in the next six, they have home Brighton, home Newcastle, home Southampton. Those are fine shouts for a clean. Like they could do it if there's a good rotation, but I have no idea if there are. Um, I mean, Schindler's Schindler's only four three. Yeah. 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 No, that's fair. That's fair. That's that's as far as I'd go with any of those teams, though. But then, what about the second half of the question with the everyone having yeah, the same I, players? Like, how do we gain? Because I like I feel this big time. I feel, I'm sure we both do. Like, I feel like the the weeks I go up are 30k, and the weeks I go down are 100k because I just have average <laughs> points every week. Yeah, you miss captain. You know that's yeah, miss captain, and I just die. Yeah. I mean, that's sort of what I was alluding to earlier, where I'm just looking at when I wildcard soon, how off the rails rogue mad scientist do I go? Because I'm having a fucking nightmare season. And by having five of the template players who are all taking up like 50% of my budget or whatever, how am I going to rise? I mean, I know there's a lot of seasons left, obviously. And, you know, normally, and like I've been trying to do the seasons like slow and steady kind of a thing, but. It's not been working, so I don't know. I mean, is it? Are we getting to the point of the season where we always do around this time of like freaking out because we're bored, or do you think we just need to stay the course? Yeah, it's a really hard question. I mean, I'm sure I haven't done this, but I'm sure if you look at all of the like top overall guys or whatever, I'm sure their teams are all like the fucking exact same, and like it's everyone that. We just spend an hour talking about it, and it's we have most of them, to be honest. We just don't have all of them, and that's why we are where we are, and they are where they are, and it's, it is very frustrating. I mean, I think there are little bits of room, if you're on wildcard, to gain points. Like, Unfortunately, it's not at the top end, because everyone is going to have the same like top premium guys, but I think there are maybe like, you know, like triple Liverpool defense, or something like that, or... That's what I play, so that's... I think the answer is going without Mo. I know his ownership has dipped a little bit it's recently, a and it's a lot. It's yeah, the I mean, a lot of the top, now. a yeah. lot of the top teams still have him, but I, I think that that's probably the place I would go, just because. I mean, he has ten returns on the season already through twelve game weeks, which like you know you you flux that out, and he has thirty four or something. Yeah, and or he's casually on, on pace for two hundred fifty points, just yeah. like. But he also <laughs> he also casually has two bonus points all fucking season, yeah, that's, and that's just it's disgusting. It's that's absolutely mild. disgusting, that's and it's not ten. No, I understand that, and the stats is. I mean, he's doing the exact same shit he did last season, but last season he was getting. Double returns. He was on pace for like fifty returns in the season instead of yeah, yeah, only yeah. Th- only thirty five. Right, right, and that's the difference because when he's getting double returns, he's getting minimum two bonus points. Then there's no no worries. He's getting double digit hauls every fucking game, and you're capping him, and you're flying. It's not doing it this year, and he's still like fine. And every game he's still returning, and you know every game he's on the verge of double returning, but. 
He's 13 million, and he's in not 2 million more, worth 2 million more than Mo or Raz or Kuhn at all. You mean? Like, not even fucking close. You said Mo. I, you meant Raz, Haz or Kuhn, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. My bad, my bad. Yeah, I mean, well, he's still 61% owned in the top 10K teams, which yeah, is so, pretty and fucking that's, high. Yeah, like to me, that's the big differential. Because then you, you get those trios, you still have Alonzo, you could still have like fucking heavy ass defense, or you know, you have Richarlison and, and Martial. You know, you still have a lot of these like really good players, but freeing up two million and having Hazard, Aguero, and um and Raz, Raz. is is a differential to, to most of the other teams that you're you're around. It can obviously backfire spectacularly because Liverpool have we seen Historically, you know, can put four plus pass every season. Right, and Klopp has always been a second half, second half guy. But yeah, yeah. and I mean, but we've obviously also talked on the pod about you know watching them play games and they're not pressing as much and they're not as free flowing and they're sitting back a lot more after they get their first goal and they're just not looking to destroy teams by five or six, which it seemed like they were doing last season every single game and then they faded very late and. You know, we remember Mo from game thirty four to thirty eight. He was fucking horrible. I think he had one return or something in the last four something or five like games. That, yeah. I mean, the whole team died, and they were just trying to finish second, scraping along. In the last few games, they were completely dead and exhausted. So, you know, it's a, it's a fucking risk, no question about it, because Mo is an absolute world class player. He's still playing on the second best team in the in the league by a margin, and but. he was so good uh, against Fulham. Like oh my he's god! Been, that's the thing is he's been so good, but Liverpool have not been so good. Yeah, I mean yeah. the passing's not the, the team is just not the same as last year, which we are. I feel like are still having are struggling to wrap our no, heads no, no, around. No, but I, I'm with you. I mean it's weird because the team is like I don't have numbers to back this up, but to me the team is basically the same as last year, but the same as first half last year, not the same as second half last year. And second half last year is when they went on the huge unbeaten run and DVD was in and they were the fucking best and had the most points in the league, most clean sheets and four nils and three nils and five nils and shit and Mo Hattrick. And like first half they were like, I don't know, fifth in the table, like plodding along, like trying to figure out the team, all that shit, losing five nil to City, et cetera, but. Yeah, it's a, it's also a different difference between the opponents. I mean, I don't want this to turn into like the fucking Anfield rap, but yeah, I mean that might be the the place where you go differential. At. There's not many other places where you can get there. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing is it's it's not a great option, but it's sort of the only option that I can tell. Yeah, uh, because it sucks because we're both 300k and. We could play it really safe. Like you could easily make a template wild card and just be fine for the rest of the fucking season and just not rise. Like a month from now, neither of us want to be two hundred K. But that's like the trajectory we're on. We're not in the trajectory of going like fifty K with a huge week. No. Yeah, no, and that's, there's there there's no huge week available to us right now. Yeah, and that's why I mean doing something for and then there, you know, there's the other difference of maintaining rank where you are, where you are what your goal is right, what that's you're a doing totally in your mini league thing. Yeah. that's a, we're not going there but yeah I mean to go huge big differential like triple Liverpool defense you know Gomez Allison and 
Robbo or something and Alon's like going three four three with big triple Liverpool defense, you know, sticking those three like Kuhn, Raz, and Has. Like those are that's a team that nobody on the fucking planet has. And, you know, if things break right, you could finish up with a five digit game week rank and go up a fucking ton of places. So You know what's weird? Martial only ten percent on top ten K. Meanwhile, yeah, meanwhile well. Mane is still on forty two percent. Yeah, that's surprising. I guess Mane will they had the home fulham, so a lot of people brought him in this last week, but yeah, I guess Martial's interesting though. I mean Yeah. Interesting question. Very good question though. I mean it's it is a thing that comes up every single season where we're just like fuck the template and we're bummed and like blah 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 blah. We have to figure out our own path kind of. Marshall, the five straight games with goals is pretty I mean, decent. he's so lucky to get a goal against City. Not only was it a pen, but Pogba had to not be playing also to take yeah, the pen. <laughs> so this is ridiculous. Yeah, um, was a, at least you got him in on wildcard, 17 points, two game weeks. That's a good job. Yeah, you. great job. Great job by me there. So that that's good. Um, let's go on, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... I mean, next game week is very far away. But I think captaincy is kind of interesting. I mean, Craig on Facebook said, with the lack of standout captains next week, would you be tempted to go for an armband punt? Are you seeing something standout for captaincy? Because I'm not. Mm, Probably just City, I I guess. Yeah, I still feel fine with City. I think Raz is probably my favorite option. Yeah, Um, probably Raz is the best option. It's weird you know what, though. It's like off international break on a Champions League week. It's like it's a little yeah. sketch. No, it's certainly sketchy. It's it's going to be a really weird game, like I think. So, um, you know, Mo obviously is always an option at Watford, but not you know not fantastic. I, I feel better captaining either Kuhn or Raz. I think than Mo just because you know, I think West Ham and Watford are similar. You know, West Ham typically been playing up to their opposition this season or down to they've just been playing to their opposition. Sydney have not scored man, at nearly as many goals away, though, I must say. Like, yeah. their, their yeah, well, halls they, are home. Yeah, but they've also, I think, played like two more games at home than they have away, and their home fixtures have been absolute bankers, and their away fixtures have been really tough. Yeah, like they played at Spurs, Spurs and, at Liverpool, and Liverpool were the last yeah. two. Yeah. The home games have been really good, so I wouldn't read that much into that. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. such That's a small fair. sample, but I, uh, I just... From what I'm watching with my with my face, is Man City's attack is not close to the same as Liverpool, and, and the fixtures are no, pretty no, no. identical. Then I'm not well, I'm not captaining Mo in, in that yeah. scenario ever. Maybe like so Abba's a shout at Bournemouth. Who? Abba, what? Abame. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's that's shout worthy, I guess. It's it's punt shout worthy. It's a it is a weird week, no question. I feel fun, like Kuhn. I'm I, I'm on Kuhn right now. My my initial inclination. I don't have Raz. Um, I'll probably stick there as long as no one else dies. Yeah, two week two weeks. A lot of people could could uh, could die. I mean, Martial's playing Palace. I don't. I, mean, I don't like that at all. That's that's too punty. Yeah, I really don't like that. I know Richarlison's, people will be on him for sure, but I don't like it. Yeah, Richarlison's super punty. I don't like that. Yeah, it would just still. I don't. The fixtures aren't. You know, there's no standout banker, but I think it's still looking like a, a City or Liverpool asset. I think. I don't know. Rondon at Burnley. Oh, hey, what's up? Okay. Um, 
Do you want to talk about our our teams? I mean, a lot of people are asking for your transfers. Frankenstein and Slack said, Walsh, please give us your transfers early. The anti-curse has struck again with the Dilvadong. Um, Thackerilla and Slack said, can Walsh confirm if he plans to get Tony Martial in the next 10 fixtures? Because I want him for this upcoming run. But obviously, I won't buy if Walsh does. And then Eddie followed up and said, on a similar note, who has Walsh noticed yet not pulled the trigger on yet so we can pick those players as well? A lot of Walsh this week. I mean, I have the crystal ball. It's just whoever I bring in is a nightmare pick, and whoever I talk about and don't, don't bring get, in yeah. or get rid of are gangbusters. They're yeah. just nails. They're fantastic. So we should let's so, at least talk about that. So what what are you yeah, thinking? So so Martial, I'm not going to get into. So he's safe for you field of players. <laughs> um, Raz is definitely number one on my shopping list. So I don't think I, I really need to know what's happening with Ings. As I mentioned, obviously I'm very hot in the pants for Rondon, and I would bring him in. And Mendy, I'm definitely getting rid of with either not this, if not this week, then next week. So definitely hold him if you own Mendy, or buy him as soon as you can. And uh, Mane, I'm definitely getting rid of. So he'll probably go on a hot run. He'll probably score like four goals or five goals in the Derby. So definitely hold Mane because he's going to be out of my team very soon. And I think that's about it. Okay, cool. That's yeah, just uh, yeah. that's like a new potential new segment. Just like Walsh, oh, new Walsh's forecasting. Was that an episode of Walsh forecasting? Yeah, it's just uh, Walsh was the weather, and then you just lay it down. There's a cool breeze coming in on the, uh, you know, blah blah blah. Um, could be good. Um, think lastly, just wanted to look at Hive Mind. Um, we haven't looked at it. All season on the pod. I mean, they've talked about it a lot in Slack, but for those who don't know, we're doing like a Slack team where everyone who's on Slack or everyone who wants to participate on Slack votes on every single player before game week one and then votes on every single move going through the season. Um, And it's fucking doing really well. (laughs) It's 45K, it's on a steady rise, 62 points this week. you know, just a fucking good team. This is just a good job by everyone. Name of the team's good job by us for a reason. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say about it. I mean, I guess you could talk about perspective moves for the hive mind team. I mean, it's well, diabolical. It's funny, I mean, what? this is the funniest thing about the hive mind team is it's so it's forty five carry now. This is the team. It's Ederson and goal. We have Robbo, Mendy, and Trent in defense. We have. Mo, Richarlison, Hazard, Camarasa, who we have to do something about that this week yes. in midfield, and then we have Callum, Kuhn, and Arnie at the striker. most template thing ever. It's the actual most template thing ever, and because of the nature of the way we run the team, it's just like Friday move every week. Yeah, don't Usually, even look at the team till Friday. Yeah, I think we've only taken one hit. We can't really overthink things because we do a poll and you know we lay the options out and then we just do whatever wins. And it's just the simplest way you could possibly run a team. It's like you know a dog could manage it. It's just we talk about quick thing and it's forty five k. It's just infuriating that it's so much better than I am. And it's just I can't. I just I just hate it. I'm. It's I hate it. I just. Hive Mind has had one really bad week. Game week four went down 150k basically. We took a hit, we rallied, and it's just been like steady green since then. And that was fucking just game week five, we took a hit. Game week nine, we took a hit. Just steady, steady greens. 
this week we'll probably, yeah, like you said, like deal with Camarasa. He should not be a starter. Maybe we'll just slot. Billing, we have Billing, Johnny, yeah. like Juan Basaka we'll on the slot, bench. We'll just, just slot Johnny in. We'll just slot Johnny in for Camarasa. Wolves have two really good fixtures. We don't even need to transfer out Camarasa. Um, this team's just outstanding. Yeah, it's just, it's just, this is how you do well. <laughs> We're 15th in Tuvalu's league. It's great. It's a great job by us. It's a good team. Oh, man. Um, and I'll what about use that. your moves? Do you do you want to mention it or? No? Oh yeah, I forgot that I have a team you have too. Two free, you have two frees. I have two frees. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm thinking about Mo out, and I'm very hesitant about it. Um, mm-hmm. The only reason I'm thinking about it is because city attackers are more important, and I don't have any of them, and mm-hmm. there's no way for me to get any of them. Without swapping out one of my premium guys or taking like a minus eight or something, which is in the cards. I, I don't think it's that bad. Um, but as of now, I really don't know what I'm going to do. I mean, if, okay. if Moden look as good as he looked against Fulham, like say, just like didn't have many shots or just like fucked everything up or didn't return or whatever, I was looking at like a Mo Glenn. Jerry D out for like Mane and Raz or something like that because I can do that. But like Mane was diabolical. Although you're There's getting no point. Yeah. I'm getting rid though. So you, you That's what I was gonna say. You're getting rid, so it actually is like an uptick for Mane. But yeah, I don't know. It just feels so bad to get rid of Mo because he's he's still just so good and they have good fixtures and I don't know. It seems silly, but yeah, I really want a city attacker. I mean, in a dream scenario, I figure out a way to turn one of my f- bad forwards into Kuhn. I think that would be like the easiest fix, but I just don't have near the money to do that, obviously. It's five million away. Yeah, you would ha- again have to go with Mo out. Yeah, or just like a bunch of hits and, you know, drop, you know, two defenders, two defenders or something. Yeah. All right, well, two weeks to figure it out. Yeah, two weeks to fuck around and figure it out. So let me do the patron anus laps of the week. couple new Patreon friends, neither asses slapped. We got Matt and Matt. We got Matthew Bagalay and Matt Adams. Get in there. Welcome. Happy to have you. Slap that ass. Let's go. Uh, whew. Yeah, international break, bud. So we got, I don't know if we're going to have a pod next week. We might have a fireside chat. Might not. Definitely not a normal pod next week. Um, yeah, I think that's it, right? Any last words? Yeah. I'm not making that mistake again. Oh, come on. Nothing? No, what am I going to like? destroy my team even more by putting <laughs> this out into the universe? No, into the no. fucking radio waves? Are you I, kidding me? I mean, last words don't even have to be about FPL. You know? It could just be like, you know. What a, there's nothing else in my life. Wow. There it is. The root of all darkness begins there. Check us out at FMLPL.com. Follow on Twitter at FMLPL. Support us at Patreon.com slash FMLPL. Subscribe, rate, review on your podcast. Should it choose?